in life. Never break any order that God sets. Don't even talk against it. And don't imagine it in your heart against it. In the church of God, pastors, leaders, elders, however the order is set, don't break it. Genesis chapter 25 verse 23. A young woman, the wife of Isaac, was pregnant with children. And she had some disturbances in her womb. Practically nobody could explain the level and extent of this disturbance. Of course, women are familiar with the movement of babies in the womb. Sometimes you could even look at the belly and you see some kind of movement. But what was happening with this woman, Rebecca, was it was the first time she was pregnant. She began to wonder, is this how it is with women? They asked Abraham, I believe. Abraham said, um, yes, I think um, it's usually so because he, he has seen so many children born in his house. The Bible shows us that over 300 children were born in Abraham's house. So he has seen these things. But Abraham said, but uh, this one looks a bit beyond the usual. So why is it so, Grandpa? He said, I don't know. So Rebecca went to ask God, and the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in your womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. The one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. God was beginning to reveal to this woman what was going on inside her womb. He said there are two people, two manner of people. Brothers and sisters, I'm not sure what you have been educated in, but you need to know that there are two manner of people in the world. In Romans chapter 9, verse 13. Now, this was God talking about those two children that were in Rebekah's womb. He said, Jacob have I loved. Now, those are the two guys that were inside Rebekah's womb. God was speaking about those two kids. He said, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Now, Apostle Paul was trying to explain to us, why would God love Jacob and hate Esau? Is there unrighteousness with God? Is there partiality with God? That was what he was trying to explain. The Bible showed that he loved Jacob and hated Esau even before they were born. Why? Now, I've explained before, that when God said, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. It was not the young guy, Esau, that God hated. God didn't hate him at all. In fact, if you looked at his life, God loved him. If for nothing else, God blessed him because he was the biological descendant of Abraham. 
So what was God talking about? Some time ago when I taught you about the account in Genesis of the fall of man. How God came into the garden. And he began to dish out penalties against Adam, Eve, and the serpent. And I explained to you when he said to the serpent, for example, you will go on your belly and dust shall thou eat for the rest of your life. He wasn't talking to serpent, snake. He was talking to the kingdom that was represented by serpent. Because we see that serpent is not the only creature that goes on the belly. Earthworm goes on the belly. But he was not cursed. Snake does not eat sand. Come on, in your village, where you, wherever you come from. Does serpent eat sand? So when God said sand, dust, shall thou eat? How come serpent is not eating dust? Did God miss the point? Or his decree was not executed? Are you with me? So God was not talking to serpent. He was talking to the kingdom that serpent represented. So in verse 13, when he said, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. He was not talking about the young man Jacob and the young man Esau. He was talking about what they represented. Jacob represented something and Esau represents something else. Jacob represented godliness. Esau represented profanity. Are you with me? He represented ungodliness. So God was saying that godliness have I loved. And profanity have I hated. And this you find in the two manner of people in the world today. I remember the scripture says of Jesus, put in the Old and the New Testament. He said, Thou lovest righteousness. He says, Therefore the Lord thy God has exalted thee above thy fellow. Two manner of people are in your womb. And all through the ages, we saw the conflict between these two manner of people. And as I explained to you, God allows this conflict through the ages such that he could demonstrate who he is in every age. Last week, I said that I was going to give you an insight into how this all began. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 14. I want to look at it from verse number 12. He said, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground with this weak in the nations? In other words, when you see the beginning of beauty, you are seeing him. He said, How come you are falling? Disaster has happened to you, Lucifer. What's wrong? That's what the prophet was saying. He said, how art thou falling? Lucifer was like the most exalted being 
the realm God gave him to control before his fall was absolutely beyond description. And these things are in the scriptures and I will show them to you another day. Let's go to the next verse. 13. For thou hast said in thine heart, it was in his heart. Another day we'll look at that in details. Thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Now listen, brothers and sisters. Are you with me? Now in the previous verse, it says, How art thou fallen from heaven? Take us into the previous verse. He says, how art thou falling from heaven? He was already exalted enough to be in heaven. But in the next verse, 13, Thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will explain very briefly to you what Satan was saying. Satan was saying, I can break some ranks here. It's okay to be in heaven. That's the heaven we have here. But I'm going to ascend beyond this heaven. Above the other angels of God. I will ascend beyond the, the second heavens. And I will sit upon the throne, upon the mount of the congregation. In the sides of the north. In other words, what he was saying was this. If the throne of God in the third heaven is here, I will set another one in this side. I want to give you wisdom. In life, never break any order that God sets. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Never break any order that God sets. It doesn't matter where that order is. In the political system of governance of the country, of the state, don't break it. In your family, husband, wife, children, don't break the order. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In the church of God, pastors, leaders, elders, however the order is set, don't break it. Don't even talk against it. And don't imagine it in your heart against it. Satan said in his heart and God saw it and brought judgment against him. Next verse, 14. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. I told you, he was going to set another throne, like the most high. Next verse. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. He said, thou shalt. He didn't say thou hast. It has not happened. But he said, thou shalt. He was telling him the judgment that has been met already against him. Are you with me? He said, Thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Verse 16. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth tremble? That did shake the kingdoms? <laughs> he says, Satan is going to become so small. You look at him and say, is this Satan? <laughs> Are you following what I'm talking about? Brothers and sisters, next week I'm going to show to you what has happened between that time and now. 
God didn't make that judgment for nothing. He has worked on it. Come on, I said God has worked on it. Let me give you one scripture very quickly. Psalms 149, verse 9. He says, to execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. Listen, brothers and sisters. The judgment that God passed on Satan. It is you and I that God intends to execute that judgment. There is something about you that you need to discover. When you discover it, you begin to beat the devil small. When you discover it, you realize that the issues of your life, they are irrelevant. They are practically nothing. You are to use them to glorify God. When the children of Israel were going into Canaan, Moses sent 12 spies to go see the land and they were to bring report back to him. When they came back, they brought all kinds of fruit that were beyond human description. These guys haven't seen anything like that before. And the people began to rejoice. But 12 of them stood up and said, hold on. When we went there, the land was not only a land flowing with milk and honey according to the word of God, but there were also giants in the land. The giants were too much. We looked at them, we were like grasshoppers. When they were looking at us, we were also like grasshoppers in their eyes. They were exaggerating because they were not in those people's eyes. They said that land is a land that it had its inhabitants. But yet they saw inhabitants there. But Joshua and Caleb says, shut up. You can't break the hearts of the people. It is irrelevant whether there were giants there. God knew that there were giants in that land. When he was taking them away from Egypt, he didn't mention anything about giants. He only told them that that land is flowing with milk and honey. Why didn't God tell them about the giants? Because God knew that the giants were irrelevant. The two guys said, if God be with us, he will give us the land. Those people will become bread in our hands. Brothers and sisters, your challenges are irrelevant because you have overcome or John said, 1 John 4, 4, you are born of God. You came out from inside God. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. For that reason, you have overcome your challenges. And because of that, the glory of God will be manifested.